Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. And I am Pastor Miller, so I'll be your host again today. And we're just so thrilled that you are uh, here with us today on this podcast episode. And we're going to start a new mini-series here today. And we're hoping that it'll be a great blessing to you. And our mini-series, we're going to be talking about tomorrow. And now, when we say this, uh, talking about tomorrow, we're going to be talking about some great things that can take place tomorrow. So, I'm going to use for my first uh, episode here today, uh, some scriptures found in uh, the book of 1 Samuel chapter number 11, and I'm going to read a couple verses here. Uh, from verse number nine. And it says here that, and they said to the messengers that came, thus you shall say to the men of Jabesh Gilead, tomorrow by this time, the sun is hot, you shall have help. So I'm going to talk about today, tomorrow you shall have help. So in this uh in these scriptures we're going to find out that we don't need to get uh worried and to be nervous about everything that's going on today no matter how great the pressure is today because tomorrow help is on the way. Uh the Bible tells us in many places I'll give you a couple here before we actually get into uh, this story here, and that the Bible tells us in Isaiah 41.10, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. So what a great verse. Psalms 54, 4 said, Behold, God is mine helper, and the Lord is with them that upholdeth, or uphold rather, my soul. So uh, these are great, great verses. One more, Second Chronicles 14, 11 says, Asa cried unto the Lord his God and said, Lord, is it nothing with thee to help? whether with many or with them that have no power. Help us, O Lord our God, for we rest on thee. Thank God for verses like that. So yes, God is our helper. So uh, this morning, as we talk to you about this, we've already stated that uh, we can't be too concerned about today because God's going to come to our rescue on the morrow. Now, we notice we notice here in 
this that I've read to you. He said, tomorrow by this time. So I think that's a great statement. Tomorrow by this time, you shall have help. So think about that today. If you don't know what you're going to do, you're in a hopeless or a what you think is a helpless situation, wait a little longer, hold on till tomorrow. And if you hold on till tomorrow, I believe you will have help. Now the messengers came and reported this to the men of Jabez, and they were glad. And therefore the men of Jabez said, tomorrow we will come unto you and you may do uh, may do with us whatever seems good to you. So it was on the next day that Saul put in the people three companies and they came into the midst of the camp in the morning watch and killed the Ammonites until the heat of the day. And it happened that those who survived were scattered and no two of them were left together. So what a great story. I want to I want to go uh, back to kind of the start of this. Now, if you go back to verses 1 and 2, uh, it, this was Nahash the Ammonite that came up and encamped against Jabesh Gilead. And all the men of Jabesh said to Nahash, make a covenant with us and we will serve you. And Naash the Ammonite answered on this condition. Notice this. This is the only way. He said that I'll make a covenant with you on this one condition that I may put out all of your right eyes and bring a reproach upon Israel. So this was the response of their enemy. If if we're going to make peace, it's only if I'm allowed to put out all the right eyes. So he made his demands very clear that they must either surrender or be conquered. Isn't that just like Satan? He wants to tell you when you're in your greatest trial, surrender or be conquered. He was willing to make a covenant, but only if they would allow him to put out their right eye. What a terrible thing. Their only hope of survival, the way they were looking at it, was to have their right eyes put out or they would simply be killed and plundered. Now, instead of initially humbling themselves before God, confessing their sins and asking God for help in a time of trouble, they were basically offering themselves to be servants to the Ammonites. What a sad thing this was. It was a pitiful thing that they would say. Now, I want to ask you, how often today do men say to the devil, uh, make a covenant and we will serve you? And the devil comes back with responses just like this. Only if I, I, I will withdraw my pressure if I can put out your right eye, or if I can do something like this. This demand actually made sense for many reasons. First of all, uh, 
Nabash, uh, Nahash, rather, the enemy, he would be able to get glory in himself, in himself and look powerful to all the people of the region about. And he was going to do that by humiliating the men of that city and of all of Israel by making them half-blind men. Now, the devil, if he can uh, bring destruction to you, you know, he may promise, I will re, uh, recant or, or pull back my oppression. Usually, that's followed up by a lie. But what the devil wants to do to you and I is to humiliate us, just like Nahash wanted to do to God's people. It would also make Israel look weak and unable to prevent any other attacks afterward. So the devil would like to do that. He wants to glorify self, humiliate Christians, and he wants to make Christians look weak. And they was actually not be able to fight effectively in a battle if their right eye was gone. Think about it. Back then, their fights were mostly hand-to-hand combat. It was usually fought with either a sword or uh, some sort of a weapon in their right hand and a shield in their left hand. But if you think about this just for a moment, if their right eye was put out, when they came into a battle, that shield would be uh, almost always held with a left hand and their depth perception would be at a great disadvantage than with a man with two eyes. Also, if you held your shield with your left hand to fight with your right hand, your shield would actually hide or blind your left eye till you couldn't even really look at your enemy. So, sure, he wanted to do this. He wanted to put out their right eyes. They would be humiliated. They would be weak. And they would be essentially uh, not able to fight. They would be defenseless in a battle. So uh, Nahash was thinking of this in terms to destroy them. What a, what a sad thing. You know, if you pluck out that right eye or put out that right eye, they would become useless in warfare. And this is like Satan, just like the devil, our spiritual enemy, just like Nahash was an enemy to God's people, Israel. He attacks us, but he really can't do much against us unless God allows it or we allow it. Notice Nahash asked them to surrender He didn't really bring a formal attack. He asked for surrender. That's exactly what Satan wants to do to you, is ask you to surrender. And if you don't, then he he, he comes up with threats that he will immediately uh, carry out these vicious words of attack. Satan, 
often does this to us, trying to bring a reproach on God's people. And the the word came back, or let, let me say this before I go any farther. The word or the meaning of the name Nahash, it means serpent or snake. Now, Nahash is the one, remember, that was trying to get them to surrender and let him put out their eye. Isn't that uh, a, a coincidence that his name means snake or serpent? And the devil wants us to surrender. And he was called that subtle serpent or snake. Word came back to uh, the elders of Jabesh Gilead, and the elders said in verse 3, just give us seven days to think. Uh, Give us seven days, just wait. Or if I could use the term, hold off. Seven days that we can send messengers to all the territory. And if no one is found to save us, then we will come out and surrender. What a what a uh, answer that was given. Seven days to find out if somebody was there to save them. Now, I want to tell you what. They was, they was wanting seven days. God's saying tomorrow you're going to have help. So don't surrender to all of you that's listening to me today. If you're in a battle, don't surrender. Don't uh, give in to your enemy. Help is on the way. So the word went out, if there's anyone that can save us, and they had done this, I guess they thought it was uh, worth a try, better than immediately losing their eye. And when the word uh, came out, or got out, rather, uh, to all the people of Israel, In verses four and five, Saul hears about what's about to take place. So the messengers came to Gibeah of Saul and told the news. This is what the Bible said, in the hearing of the people. All the people lifted up their voices and wept. Now there was Saul coming behind the herd from the field. And Saul said, what troubles the people? Why do they weep? And it was told the words uh, of the men of Jabesh what Nahash had said. They're going to spread out and they're going to destroy Israel and they're going to put out all of their right, all the men's right eyes. Now the Bible said all the the people lifted up their voices and wept. So I want to say to you today, quit weeping, quit crying. There's no reason for that because that's exactly what Nahash wanted to hear, that there was fear and weeping in the hearts of God's people. So the Bible said, coming behind the herd of the field was Saul. Saul was already anointed as king, but there was not much he had to do as yet. Note coming behind showing humility in the king of Israel. Saul was going back to where he had came from to do his job. And the Bible said that when he heard the words, 
of them, he was also zealous. Verses six and eight said, the spirit of God came upon Saul when he heard this news. Boy, I hope you're listening to this and taking it in well. So like we said, this mini series is gonna be a good one. Please come back every time. We're talking about tomorrow. And this episode is tomorrow. About this time, you're going to have help. So Saul hears the news. The Spirit of God comes upon him that Israel is about to have their right eyes put out. And the Bible said his anger was greatly kindled. Great, great anger because of the words of the enemy. I think sometimes when the devil brings his threats, we as God's people ought to have that godly anger and start praying and seeking God for an answer. So the Bible said he took a yoke of oxen, cut them in pieces, sent them all through the territory of Israel with a messenger stating, whoever does not go out with Saul and Samuel to battle, so it shall be done unto them as it was the oxen. And fear of the Lord fell on the people. And they all came out with one consent. I love that verse. Everybody came out with one consent, one intention, one mind, and that was to stand up and fight against their oppressor. The Spirit of God came upon him. I think that's a great uh, a statement there. So that's always God's pattern, that the Spirit of God would begin to move when the enemy uh, starts to fight against us. You know, the Bible talks about that. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would lift up a standard against him. So once again, hold on. Tomorrow is coming. Help is on the way. And when uh, uh, the fear came upon the people and all of them began to come out and in support of King Saul. Now, in verses 9 through 11 that we'd read to you, it said this, and they said to the messengers, Thus say unto you to the men of Jabesh Gilead, tomorrow by this time when the sun is hot, you will have help. So when the battle gets hot and the sun is up, help is on the way. The messengers came and repeated it to the men of Jabesh. Now they were glad because they thought that they was coming to surrender. I will come out unto you and you can do whatever seems good. In the meantime, Saul is separating his people into three companies and getting ready for the battle for the next day. When Nahash heard this, uh, I think it looks like that he actually thought that this was a surrender, but not so. They was not about to surrender. Do you remember the words, if we cannot find anyone to help us or to save us, then we will give up. But they did find someone. And I want to tell you today, 
We, we can say the same thing in our battles. It might be easier to give up if there was no one to help us, if there was no one to save us. But that's the reason I read those scriptures to you at the beginning of the podcast. The Lord is my helper. The Lord shall uphold me. The Lord is my help. And he is today. God is your help. God is my help. So even though it looked like they were coming to surrender, that was not the case. They were coming out to fight the battle. So praise God for that today. And I've went over on my time. I'm a little bit uh, sorry I went over on my time because this is a mini-series and we're going to be doing more on this. I'll try to make it shorter the next time. But remember again, tomorrow about this time, there will be help. Help is on the way. God bless you and have a great rest of your day. Music.